When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's snowing outside. Is it? I'm not. Oh, I love snow. So cozy. It's time for Orlovskis. You know what? Your voice isn't that bad. You can kind of dance. Uh, It's time for Orlovskis or Orlovskis. Which one? Kimberly, you are quick. Dan, uh, what's the key when the Eagles head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys? I'm going to focus on Philly's defense. Number one, Darius Slay and James Bradbury have to show up. And it's more about... Like, they got to protect the middle of the field because that's where they're weak. These guys make over $20 million this year. If I'm Philadelphia defensively, it's, hey, you two are the best corner, two of the best corners in football. You're going to be on your own. You're on the island all game, and we got to protect the middle of the field. The second thing, if you go back to the first game that these two teams played against, late in that game, fourth quarter, Dak Prescott was awesome using his legs. The interior of their defensive line has to play significantly better than it did in that game. That means Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox, Davis, those guys have to have great discipline. They got to rush with it. They got to get after Dak because Dak made so many big plays escaping the pocket in that game, certainly a part of his game this year. So Slay and Bradbury, it's one of those games you got to be two of the best players in the field. And those defensive tackles not only got to play great, they got to play with tremendous discipline. All right, we're going to dive more into this tonight. I have someone who has a lot to say about it. Wait for it, America. Mina Kimes. Guess who's Bazaar? Mina, Mina, Mina. It's so good to I see feel you. Bad. Welcome back. We missed you. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, super happy to be back for such an exciting you're game. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, it is an exciting <laughs> you're game. You're welcome. Well, well, you're welcome. Did for you say you're welcome? Yeah. Yes. See? Thank you, oh, thank Mina. You. Yeah, welcome. <sighs> yeah. All right. Appreciate that, Dan. Let's go. Thanks. No, I Sorry for what we're you about to do to you. Make it awkward for you. Uh, Sunday night football. <laughs> Can't wait. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles head to Dallas to take on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, where we get to learn a lot about both squads as the playoffs are fast approaching. Here's Micah Parsons ahead of this major matchup. I just think no matter what, um, we just need to win. Uh, it's nothing about progression. It's nothing about anything. It's about just winning and going out there and dominating. You want to go out there and make a, a point at some point in, uh, throughout the season and just no matter who's in front of you, just beat the mm. out of them. Mm. Simple. Simple. Okay, Mina, you're up first. Is this a must win for Dallas? No, it's not. Obviously, they would like to win. Obviously, it would be a statement. Obviously, it would help them uh, uh, stand a better chance of winning the division. But in terms of making the playoffs, if they lose this game, they go from a 99% chance per the New York Times model to a 99% chance. Um, they're going to have to play the San Francisco 49ers at some time in the postseason, either early on or maybe if they won this game, it could be a little bit later. But they're going to have to play them at some point. They can't dodge them more likely than not. So I don't view this as do or die the way I do for some other teams that I think we're going to talk about this weekend because of the cushion they've built so far with that with those nine wins. Oh, I disagree. I disagree, and I'm shocked oh. because, Mina, I really wanted us to have our first show back on First Take Together, and I wanted us to agree. And the fact that I'm agreeing with Daniel right now, I don't know if I can handle it. But really, when, when you think about <laughs> I do think it is a must win for the Cowboys, 
because of what they can do. Uh, not only do they face Philly, we just saw this schedule, they face Philly, then they're at Buffalo, then they're at Miami, then Detroit and close out against Washington. When you think about mm. them beating Philly, it puts them not just in position to, to win the division, but it gives the, it puts them one step closer to to having the top seed in the conference, and I feel like that's the most important thing when I look at Dallas. Like right now, they're 14 and 0 in Arlington. Like they they need a home field advantage, and I think it's not just the psychology aspect of it. Like the 49ers already own the tiebreakers against Philly and the Cowboys. When you look at a Cowboys team that, despite how well Dak has played, despite Michael Parsons being a baller and talking about how all we got to do is kick ass this weekend, great, but they still have to do it. And the question, Dan, you talked about Dallas, again, against great competition. How do they fare? There's still those questions. I think this is a statement weekend for Dallas. Everybody is looking at them saying, Philly looks vulnerable. Can you take advantage at home of this situation? I think it's a must win because I don't think they can get to the Super Bowl unless they have the week off, unless they avoid San Francisco as early as possible. I, you know, we all, everyone's always asked, like, who's, who's the team that matches up best with San Francisco? It's the one who catches them latest. That's re- realistically w- which one of those teams, especially out of Philly and Dallas. So I think I, I don't see how this oh, team – I don't see how this team can get to the Super Bowl constantly having to play on the road. If they don't win their division, which would mean they don't win this game, they're going to have to go on the road and probably play against Atlanta. Now, this team did it last year. They went on the road. They played the NFC South champion Tampa. Tampa was not a good football team. Smoked them last year. I would say that Atlanta is better this year than Tampa was last year as a football team. Specifically, their defense defense was playing so poorly. So, I'm not sitting here saying I wouldn't pick the Cowboys in that game. What I'm saying is the Cowboys having to go on the road for every one of their playoffs game, playoff games and more than likely having to go through San Francisco and then Philly on the road to actually get to the Super Bowl is a, yeah. is, is, is a road that I don't think is capable for them. I just we, we haven't seen this team in the last couple of years play that well on the road versus good football teams. Yeah, I think so must win you guys are defining as they don't have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl unless they get that number one seed, if I'm hearing you correct. Um, Yeah, and I I disagree, frankly. I I agree it would be obviously uh, a benefit to play San Francisco later would be a benefit to play at home. My point was I think they make it into the playoffs very easily. They could lose probably three of these games, frankly, and make it into the playoffs. I think that they will win that first game probably with ease because the NFC is so top-heavy. So really the differentiating point is when do you play San Francisco? Do you get to play them at home? Again, I do agree it's obviously an advantage to play at home. I just don't think it's do or die. I think, and we're going to talk about this later with San Francisco and and how dominant they are. Um, The Cowboys, to me, have the sort of offense that has the potential to keep up with them. Obviously, they didn't do that early in the season. I think very it's entirely possible that they might meet them later and because of the physicality of this San Francisco 49ers team um, they could grind them down later as you know I don't think it would be that much of a disadvantage versus seeing them earlier so to me it's just not a must win insofar as I think they're going to make it to the playoffs regardless Um, and while it would be better to have that advantage I don't think it's do or die. I totally agree that they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, I, I think that that is a, a kind of foregone conclusion, just the way that Dak is playing. You know, the, he'll be good enough over the next five games. And, Kay, I don't think that that's – we're not – we never talk about, certainly in the last couple of years, about this football team and hopefully they can get into the playoffs. 
And I don't, again, I don't, I'm not sitting here telling everybody that if they have to go to Atlanta and play that I'm not going to pick Dallas. But that's not going to be an easy game. That just won't because of the way that their run game is and their defense is opportunistic, Mm -hmm. specifically with Jesse. Again, I would pick Dallas in that game, but that's not the shoe-in game that I thought it would be last year. That's, I disagree with you there. I think they'd smoke them if they met them early in the wow, playoffs. I don't, but what I you're don't saying about San Francisco, I mean, I mean, I think, yeah, we disagree on that. The must-win aspect I think is interesting because it definitely speaks to how dominant we all feel San Francisco is. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, does any team stand a chance if they don't get that one seed because of the dynamics of what we're talking about in terms of having to go on the road and play San Francisco? I think Philly is, is more capable of it and yeah. San Francisco more capable of it. Now – Part of that is, I mean, part of this conversation too, MK, Kimberly, and, and Molly is, Dallas, to their credit, is a different team than the, t- the team we saw play against San Francisco, specifically mm-hmm. on offense. It's a yeah. different team. So yes. part of us, we need to stop just referencing last time they played San Francisco, different team. Um, part, part of me banking on Philly is I think that their offensive line is capable of playing better than they have this year. You and I, we've talked about this. We did the mm-hmm. segment on NFL Live earlier this week. They haven't played to the level of expectations, certainly the dominant one last year. Um, so I do think that they're capable of it. Now, will they get that done? San Francisco is the team that I don't think needs the one at all. I think San Francisco can go anywhere, yeah. anytime, mm-hmm. play anybody, mm-hmm. and find a way to win. Yeah, I think we just – I think – it comes down to moments. This season for me has been about moments for the Cowboys and particularly Dak Prescott. We have seen Philly. We have seen Jalen. We have seen the 49ers. 49ers beating up everybody this year, right? I think when it comes to the Cowboys, what's the knock? Well, they don't play good enough competition. And when they, do, they beat Seattle, but okay. These are the moments. Like, yes, it's regular season, but the Cowboys playoffs start now. Let's be honest. This last month of the season for them is critical. So when you're facing a team that's in your division, that's the division champs that went to the Super Bowl last year, yeah, it's must win because what are we – yeah, they will get into the playoffs, we all think, even if they lose. But again, it's not just getting in the playoffs. It's about how far this Dallas team can go, and they are good enough to win a Super Bowl, but that road to the Super Bowl is a lot tougher without winning this game. Dan, which teams match up the best with the Niners? If we're saying it's like the Niners and everybody else, NFC and AFC. Oh, and AFC. (sighs) Team that matches up best with the 49ers in the NFL? Yeah. I would say is Kansas City. Okay. And maybe Miami a little bit if Mm. it was on. Yeah. I don't know if anybody in the NFC I would take over um, the 49ers. The team that I think, honestly, in the NFC, like, matches up, they got to go head-to-head, yep. the Rams. If, if Matthew Stafford is on, and, and when he's played this year, he's been on. I mean, I don't know if anybody's thrown it better, made more jaw-dropping throws. <laughs> it's the Rams. They played in week two or week three, I think. San Francisco won by seven in that game. Just because these teams know each other so well. Now, Kyle's probably had McVay's number. They know each other so well. They know exactly how they want to attack each other. Aaron Donald's playing really good. Byron Young is playing awesome for the Rams. Ernest Jones is playing awesome for the Rams. So, matchup-wise, like matchup-wise, I do believe when, when the Rams are whole and Stafford's healthy and protected and Sean McVay would know how to protect them, I believe that that – because if we – I look at it like this. I look at it like this. The one team that's beaten San Francisco this year, Cincinnati. Yeah. And that's when Joe was unbelievable. Yeah, but he's hurt. Correct. I mean, the Jets also. Can I get to the ladies? And they were both smirking at you, and I didn't hear from them. Yeah, go ahead. Well, um, 
They didn't have Trent Williams or Debo, you know, during the, the losing streak, so you can't really, it's kind of apples and oranges. Um, the team that matches best with the Niners in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens. The Niners yeah. are the best team in football. They're incredibly dominant, but when I look at that squad, the two things that I think, well, the one weakness that they have is run defense. Baltimore's the best rushing team in football, unsurprisingly. And then uh, offensively, again, they're an absolute juggernaut, but Dan, we've talked about this on NFL Live a lot. The things you need to compete with them, I'm not even going to say stop them, are a very, very good pass rush, four-man rush, and then an elite linebacking duo who can tackle and cover because of everything they do with their personnel groupings. Baltimore has that. This is, I think, arguably the best defense in football right now. To me, that's a great matchup. That's the AFC. NFC, it gets a lot harder. I frankly don't think any teams match up with them particularly well, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't think it's the, the the Rams. The Rams' offense is very good. The defense is, while they have some young talent and obviously Aaron Donald, still a, probably a bottom 10 unit in the league, so I just don't see them holding up. I think Dallas, if they've got a better shot, or, or sorry, probably a second shot at them, I think the offense is playing so well right now that they have the best chance at not falling behind. And if you fall behind to San Francisco because of what they're able to do with the run in the pass, it's over. You're dead. Yeah. Well, I love that Mina said the Ravens um, for her AFC pick because preseason, my Super Bowl pick was Ravens over 49ers. Um, but the question, at least the question that I answered, was NFC. So I'm going to say the Eagles. And partly because of what you were saying, Dan, earlier, we are talking about, we talked about, Who's your MVP frontrunner right now? Well, between Dak and Jalen would be Jalen. Okay. So you got the quarterback. I think for me, what separates Jalen, even though he hasn't played the same as last year, he doesn't look the same, the question about his knee, he's the ultimate closer in my mind. When I think of quarterbacks that I trust in these high-pressure situations, you're hard-pressed to find somebody better than Jalen. When I look at teams, when I look at who's more capable of the one seed not mattering, what team can you expect to be a bully and go anywhere and bring the offense and the defense, yeah. I would say Philly, to me, I feel more confident in Philly in the playoffs. Um, and I, I just think we've seen it before. I know, you know, Mino talked about linebacker strength and depth. I think that's why you add a Shaq Leonard. I think that's why you bring him in. Philly understands where are our weaknesses. Um, so I'm going to say Philly, two but things, it is tough. Two things real quick. Yeah. One, if we're being honest and having just a dead serious football conversation, football conversation. the MVP is Trent Williams. That's, it'll never happen, but that's the best player in football. Um, you don't think Kansas City defensively matches up equally as well as Baltimore? Four-man pass rush, uh, I Chris think, Jones, yeah, linebackers? The, the, well, linebacker, obviously they were injured last week, but they have been pretty vulnerable to play action. They started off really strong, Dan. I think that pass rush, both the four-man rush and all the sims and blitzes, has fallen off a little bit over the last few weeks. They're a very talented group, um, but Baltimore has a, I think, pretty significantly better defense right now. All right. Mina's first day back, but her <laughs> usual, she's in mid-season form. Ready to Fix go. Fix your face, Dan. Schooling you. <laughs> Schooling Schooling. Schooling you. Significantly better defense. I would Bolton coming back for Kansas City will matter. You guys handled that audible well. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. 
What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're on television. Hopefully you're here for that. Time for a quick take. Kaylin Clark is a bucket. The Iowa Stars started a club of her own, becoming the first player in Division I women's or men's basketball history to record at least 3,000 points, 750 rebounds, and 750 assists. Jay, well, how good is Caitlin Clark? I mean, Caitlin Clark is the face of college basketball. Like, that's both men's and women's. She's the most recognizable player in the sport of college basketball. Mm. And you can make a case that if she comes back to school next year, she will be the leading scorer in the history of the game. Which, by the way, she's going to make more money if she does come back to school next year because of all the profile. And by the way, we have the tournament. We would love to sell Caitlin Clark even more than we're selling her right now. So I think she has a chance to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. Leading scorer in the game, both Girls and boys basketball? Has a chance to become back to school. Unreal. Face of college basketball. You heard that. Yeah. All right. Uh, The NBA in-season tournament semifinals begin today in Las Vegas. Five Eastern, two Pacific. See, I love a good five Eastern start. It's perfect Early, right? Yes, I can enjoy it. I can stay awake. With the Pacers taking on the Bucks, coverage begins with NBA countdown at four Eastern. That's an early one for You're not going out to Vegas for it? One Pacific on ESPN. Am I going to Vegas? Yeah, are you going to wear the boots? To Vegas, the boots that you wore to UConn game the other night? They, they matched my sweater. And they were fantastic. Oh, we're going to get into that, Miles. I think everyone should just mind their own business right what? now, but, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, it works. Oh, really? They were great boots, though. Joe, if you could have seen the boots. Guys, this is – I haven't Miles. even posted them on Instagram yet, so, you know, ah! don't steal my thunder. A lot of people stopped. A lot of people like, Jay, I'm like, that's Molly. And her, that's, that's Molly. She just, she just came from Yellowstone. I had on jeans and a sweatshirt and boots. It's wintertime. Oh, way to downplay it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Joe. Joe, people don't care about my outfit. They care about winning money. Sure. And that's why we have you, my friend. So let's get into it. We're going to start with the NBA in-season tournament semifinal game tonight between the Pacers and Bucks with that great start time of five. Could we make that happen more, NBA folks? Uh, Joe, what's the play here? Well, first off, I disagree with your outfits. Your Instagram profile speaks loudly to the yes. fact that people are very interested in Thank you, Joe. Kiram and Thank what you, Joe. to say and wear. Like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, no, that, wait, wait, that's what they say on YouTube, right? Like and subscribe. Get your money. Like and subscribe. All right, yeah, like so to the question at hand here, I'm going to bet on some shooting regression for the Milwaukee Bucks. Give me the Indiana Pacers plus the five and a half. Milwaukee was lights out against the Knicks the other night. 60% from the floor, 60% from deep. That is not sustainable. Now, maybe it falls off in a couple games, but I'm betting it falls off tonight. Indiana's defense has been terrible, but they are allowing the fewest three-pointers by opponents this season, and that's a big chunk of Milwaukee's offense. So at five and a half, I'll take Indiana here. 
Joe, I'm also thinking about the over and point total here. I mean, both teams love to fly and rip it. We saw them score. The Bucks score 147 against the top-tier defense in the league. And the pace that Indiana plays, is it fair to say I should take the over? It's going to be a popular play. The question would be, based on what we saw in that last game, is the number high enough now where we'd want to think about going the other way? Because that number could be inflated a little bit, but who wants to bet the under based on what we're seeing? So I agree with you. If you're going to go over, fine. That's a tough game. Tough game to try to bet an under on. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's look at tonight's NFL game. Stephen A. Steelers host the Patriots. Ooh. What's the move here? This one stinks, I'll be completely honest. <laughs> but I am going to take the Patriots plus the six points. Look at the really? total in this game. It is absurdly low at 30 points. 30. The bookmakers are pricing this to be a low-scoring game, which means six points in your pocket here is worth a heck of a lot more than six points in your pocket in a high-scoring game. No Minka Fitzpatrick means the secondary is vulnerable for Pittsburgh. Bailey Zappi hasn't been good, but he is willing to take more shots down the field. And if we hit on one or two, we could be home here. New England's defense has been above average in several key categories this year. Pittsburgh's offense last week, only 10 points against the bottom three defense in Arizona. I'll take the dog here. I will respectfully disagree with that. <laughs> Pittsburgh's coverage unit against New England's offensive weapons, that's what we're going to call them, advantage Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt and Highsmith, advantage Pittsburgh defensively. And Minka Fitzpatrick roaming. You know, Bailey Zappi, while he didn't throw as many interceptions, certainly as Mac did, he still is going to be overly aggressive with the ball at times because they're terrible on offense. I think that gives turnover opportunities for Pittsburgh defense. I would I would take Pittsburgh with that minus six. You Joe. forgot a matchup. Mike Tomlin versus Bill Belichick. Who are you giving the matchup advantage to? This year? Yeah. Mike Tomlin. There you go. I just want you to state that for the record. State with your follow up, I, I don't know if there's any staff that you wouldn't take Agreed. totality over, over New England's this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the second semifinal of the in-season tournament tonight features LeBron James. LeBron James. Taking on the Pelicans. Joe, what's the play? All due respect to King James, I'll take the Pelicans here. This wow. New Orleans wow. team right now is much better than the New Orleans team we saw at the beginning of the season. First 10 games of the year, New Orleans was 4-6. and six. They were bottom 10 in both offensive rating and defensive rating. Last 12 games, they're 8-4, and four, and they're top 8 in the league in both offensive and defensive rating. The Lakers have looked very good in this tournament. We know what their ceiling is. We saw it against the Suns. But what about their floor? You remember that game against Philadelphia where they lost by 40? That's possible as well. Biggest game of Zion Williamson's career. Yeah, I said it. I'll take the Pelicans here. I'm with you, Joe. LeBron James playing 40 minutes in that game the other night. The only player at the age of 38 to play 40 minutes in that game. Um, I, I feel like this is a game, though, where you want AD to be that dominating force. But, like, there's a tendency for AD to disappear in the second half. And I think if he is matched up against Zion, I think you tonight are going to get a chance to see how special of a player Zion is when he goes through the chest of Anthony Davis. I just want to see Zion stay healthy. That game's yeah. tonight? Yeah, both yeah. games are tonight. What time is the Lakers? We did the it's whole the preview. Season we did the whole preview. Where were you? Yeah. At the Our network, you know. Honestly, I was TNT. thinking, did you start wearing the sport coat hoodie before or after me? I, I've been doing it way before you, Dan. I love you with all 18 years on TV. 18 years, just for the record. Really? The time, time's the Lakers. You're healthy. aging so well. Thank you. you well, Dan said it before the show started. I just won't repeat it. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for this game Sunday. I'm going to take a nap. And you can't I'm wait for 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? 
I love doing this show. Huge showdown between the Eagles and Cowboys. Joe, what are we doing here, Joe? This is a big one. I might even get involved in the action on this one, Joe. Make so, it fun. I hate to do it, but I bet against my Eagles last week and I won, and I'm going to bet against them again here. I'll Stop lay the it. three and a half with the Cowboys. It comes down to three key things. All right, number one, Dallas playing at home, much better than Dallas playing on the road this season. A lot of that has to do, however, with the opposition. More importantly, let's look at the situation. Dallas has had 10 days to get ready for this game, and it's late in the year. Philly's off a run where they had a Monday nighter against Kansas City. They had an overtime win against Buffalo, and then they just lost to the Niners. That Niners game is important. Since the start of last season, 49ers opponents, the week after playing the 49ers, are 7-20 and 20 straight up, 6-17-2 against the spread, if my math is right there. They have not performed well at all. It is a very physical, very taxing game. I don't trust the Philly defense on the road. I lay the 3.5 with Dallas. What is our situation, Dad? Um, you don't know that movie. No, I don't. What movie is it? Wedding Crashers. Oh, I do know oh, Wedding Crashers. That movie's so I, good. I agree I with this one. I agree like with that. this one, Joe. I, I think that Philadelphia, while being a very good football team, is just not playing up to the level that they did last year and their capability, their offense. Here's the thing. Philly wins this game, or at least covers, or, or wins that point spread difference if they hit big plays early. That's their identity. Everyone thinks Philly's a run-first team. They're not. They're a pass-first team. Throw to score, run to win. Remember that Thursday night game Seattle last week? Geno big plays with DK Metcalf early on. Can A.J. Brown or Devontae create some big – if they do that, then Philadelphia has a much better chance to not only win but keep this game close. If they don't do that, I think Dallas' firepower offensively can get after Philly's defense. Joe, you're putting good work today, sir. I'm proud of Talk you. Talk to you next week. Good stuff. I'm Steven, proud of your Stephen A's in Vegas. Should make him take you out to eat. I'm in Bristol. I'm in the Vegas of Central Connecticut. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm doing tomorrow night? He's in Bristol. What? I'm going to dinner on Stephen A's dime. Oh, really? that's nice. Did you win a bet? Yeah. He paid up? Uh, not really a bet. He said if I took my wife in first class, he would make a reservation for me at Rayo's, this and that. I've never so, been to oh, Rayo's. Wow. I can't wait to hear how it is. You he hasn't taken you to Rayo's? I fear after the opening line, I probably not, but do you want to? No, I'm not going to crash your day. You guys have fun. Hey, Joe, if you need some restaurant recommendations, you let me know. I'm from In Connecticut, Bristol? as you know. No, like you go to West Hartford. Okay, yeah. New Haven. What they call it? Weeha? Weeha? Is that, is that what they call it? You know what? You going to Weeha tonight? Okay. West Hartford's good. Re- relax, Fairfield <laughs> County. Restaurant don't, in West hey, don't, don't knock Westport. Dio and I are from Westport. Oh, don't I didn't know that. if you wanted me to put your hometown on blast That's like fine. that. We Westport's own it. A, Westport's a great town. It is. It's, it's, it's different great. than Weeha. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can't hide money. Oh, I know where you live now. What? Yeah, I picked it up. All right. There's a lot happening. That's weird. It's just so, this is getting creepy and Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, from Mr. Relevant to MVP frontrunner, Brock Purdy has been a standout for San Francisco to this season. Purdy went 19-27 to for 314 yards, four touchdowns and zero interceptions and a dominant performance against the Eagles. Purdy's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league this season, leading the league in completion percentage, total QBR, yards per attempt, while trailing just Dak Prescott and C.J. Stroud in touchdowns and interceptions. All right, you know what, folks? Let's really dive into this one, okay, because it's been debated a lot. And now I have Mina Kimes and Kimberly and Martin Dan Orlovsky for us. Dan, explain this to me. Is Brock, let's get his name right. <laughs> yes, Bro- Mom, Brock, some respect on his Brock name. Brock Purdy. Okay, it's Brock Purdy, that's his name. I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he an elite quarterback? He is. We have no evidence that he's not. The, the reality is this. The production screams elite. Now, I think there's two ways that we have conversations about some of these high-end quarterbacks. One, what are you when it's not ideal around you? Okay, so like, are are you still a good player when it's not ideal around you? That is not the situation that Brock is in. Brock is in a situation where it's ideal around you. So the second part of this is, what are we when it's ideal around you? As, As an offense, this is the most unstoppable offense in the NFL this year. And so while yes, we can say and point out the, the scheme and, and the people around him, the reality is the quarterback has made it to what it is. It's unstoppable in many ways. If you don't catch them on a B game and he stays in rhythm, you're not going to stop this offense. So because of like the way that he has played football this year, in, in, in one of those two things, we have no evidence of him not being an elite quarterback. Whether you think he's one of those guys you win games because of, the Patrick, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrows, I think that's probably it right now. That's up for we, – we need a bigger body of work. But right now we have no evidence that he's not. Well, we kind of do because we did see him play in a few games where you took out, I think, like two of the – six superstars on the San Francisco 49ers and he did struggle a bit and and I say that with a significant caveat and I I almost wish I had started this way I think Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback playing at a high level in a dominant offense my interpretation of elite however is what you articulated at the end there Dan which is is this quarterback 
uh, one and, and one of the like three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL is the team winning because of them. When I watch him on tape, do I see the quarterback making plays and throws that transcend the scheme and the situation around him? I don't think Purdy fits into all of those buckets the way, again, we're talking about like three or four quarterbacks here um, at, at the top of the NFL do. And I hate that in saying so, some people will interpret that as discrediting him or hate because I think that's a really silly binary. It's not MVP or trash. You can be an extremely good quarterback who deserves praise. I just wouldn't put him in the, and the question was, elite category with the Mahomeses and the Allens uh, and the Jalen Hurtses of the world. So here's my take. Dan, we talked about this all, all morning long. I would say Brock Purdy is my MVP pick at this very moment in time. Brock Purdy is on pace this season for 4,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, and about nine interceptions. When you're talking about quarterbacks that have benefited, he's benefited the least from yak yardage than any other quarterback, um, even Mahomes during his MVP season. So hear me when I say I love Brock Purdy. He is playing at an elite level. The, 40, the, the on-pace numbers, that's in rarefied Tom Brady, Mahomes, um, Rodgers type of air. Those particular statistics of what he's on pace for. However, it is okay to say that this man is playing at an MVP level right now, but the question of whether he's elite, it is too soon, in my opinion, to say that. Dan, I would ask you, is Josh Allen elite? Yeah. Okay. Is, is, is Jalen Hurts elite? Yes. Is Lamar Jackson elite? Yes. And you would put Brock Purdy in the same category as them, plus Burrow and Mahomes? With the, with the way he's playing in this situation, oh. yeah. But I always say that. I always talk about where, what how, they're you doing. You see how the other guys with you, it was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with Brock, well, in the situation. That was Lamar Jackson playing? elite last year? I'm, I'm asking, I asked you the question of are these guys elite? And you immediately were like, yes, yes. In the situation he's in right now, it is fine to say it doesn't have to. We don't have to go all in on Brock is is the greatest quarterback ever, and he's now in in this elite. Con we don't have right. to do all that to Mina's point to just say he is playing exceptionally well. That is good enough. Well, I mean, is is he an elite talent? No, like those guys are elite physical talents that have the quarterbacking traits that make them elite quarterbacks. So no, he's not an elite physical talent. But his play is elite. Here, here's, like, some pushback I would have. MK, you don't think he's making throws in their offense that transcends the offense? What do you mean transcends the offense? Like, that, that like lifts the offense top to, tier. That lifts the offense yeah, to I, places it hasn't been? Well, if we're using that bar of, like, the Jimmy Garoppolo bar, I do think he clears it in that he is making more plays outside of structure and throwing, I would say, down the field and, and uh, outside the numbers in a way that Garoppolo didn't totally. But again, for me, is it an elite quarterback? Is not? Is he operating the offense at a higher level than Jimmy Garoppolo? And I want to hit one other thing, Dan. Uh, you talked about how the quarterbacks, Allen, Mahomes, um, Lamar Jackson, you know, they have the physical tools that Brock Purdy doesn't have. I would also argue that they have shown uh, mental tools. I'm not saying that Brock Purdy isn't, you know, a good processor and all of that, but I'm, when I think about those quarterbacks and the performances that they've put uh, out there over the last few years, there are games where you see them solving defenses in a way that I don't think we have seen from Brock Purdy. Now you could contend, well, he doesn't have to because of the offense, I think that would be fair. 
uh, and that would be an appropriate pushback. Well, he hasn't been in a situation where he's had to prove, can I win when I'm trailing? Can I consistently win on third down? Can I solve a defense who's doing difficult things to me? We haven't seen that from Brock. He hasn't been given that opportunity in a way these other quarterbacks have. Fair. I also think because of, like, the connected style of his play, he just doesn't get into as many, like, third and obvious pass situations as some of the other guys do just because right. the efficiency and well. how he operates. I do think he makes throws on a, on a relatively – I would say, Mina, it's the best quarterback play that Kyle Shanahan's ever had. And he had an MVP in Matt Ryan. He had a more guy than Matt Ryan in 2016. By by any by anything that we want to look at, the, the play from Brock is better. And Matt had Julio Jones, and so and a, and, and Devontae Freeman or Foreman who was uh, Freeman who was unbelievable let, running let, the football. I, I also think this MK let, like yeah. I'm I'm sorry. You, like I think that Brock Purdy and Tua and everyone's gonna say Dan. You said Mac Jones would be. You know, doing the same stuff that brought – that was more of a, like, praise for Mac Jones. Thing. About Mac Jones, yeah. I, I think that Brock Purdy and Tua are two quarterbacks that I honestly don't believe any guy in the NFL can play in their offense at the level that they're playing at because they're Oh, skilled. I completely disagree. So you think, you think a player like uh, a Josh Allen could go play to the same level that Tua is in Miami? No, like I think if you way- took – Dak Prescott and put him in San Francisco, he would. They would be like. I mean, they're already the best offense in the NFL. I think they would be unbelievably dominant. But I want to hit. You said something about third That's down because we. Ta- I said, well, Brock Purdy's not in a situation where he's having to make like consi- like. Again, that's not Brock Purdy uh, insult. A Brock Purdy but insult. That's, that's the nature of the offense. But let me ask you again. This offense is unbelievable efficiency on first and second down. Yeah. How much of that would you attribute to Purdy versus the scheme, the optionality, the fact that we talk about this all the time on NFL Live, the compromise that they put defenses in on early downs in particular because of the run action? Yeah, a, a fair chunk, a significant amount. I'm, I'm, but I'm not holding that against the young man because at some point you got to be the person that's operating on a consistent basis. So, like, I think yes. we both agree that the scheme and the people that are part of the scheme are definitely a huge part of the success. But he has taken that and made it in a different stratosphere than, than in my opinion, that we've seen in Kyle's offense. I really believe that just because of how yeah. consistently efficient they are. we got to go. Dan and the ladies getting owned. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, talking about Buffalo a lot this morning. Sitting at 6-6, and the Bills have just a 22% chance to make the playoffs. That's according to our analytics here at ESPN. That's just the ninth best chance in the AFC. Guys, we only have five minutes for this one, but we've been getting pretty heated about Josh Allen here. Not enough time for Dan. And, you know, it's the ladies versus Dan, and we're just about to get after it. So, Dan, I'll start with you. Don't start with me. No, because he's going to eat up all the time. Start with Mina. Mina? He's going to eat up all the time. No ball ball control. Is Josh Allen being unfairly (laughs) criticized this season? 
Uh, well, I, I don't know actually what you guys argued about this morning, so I'm coming in here blind, so I don't know who I'm going to agree with. Uh, I absolutely think Sorry, he's being unfairly blame, criticized. Actually, I, I um, saw some of the criticism. I was still out on leave when the Bills played the Eagles, and I was at home watching some of the takes after that game, and I, people either criticize Josh or perhaps not give him credit. That was one of the best quarterbacking performances I've seen of the last five years. Um, he's playing out of his mind right now. And we, earlier we were just talking about what makes an elite quarterback. I mean, put on that tape. That is an elite quarterback. Somebody who is making all of the throws, making plays with his legs, extending, playing inside and outside of structure, inside and out of the pocket. I, he was utterly dominant and certainly not the reason why the Bills lost that game or have struggled in recent weeks. Frankly, if they were winning, and I, they're 6-6, six and six, they're obviously not a 6-6 six and six team, he would be in the MVP conversation. I believe that uh, with my whole heart. So now I get to find out whose side I'm on. It looks like Dan's, unfortunately, <laughs> based on his facial reaction. Daniel, we don't, we don't have an argument. You just stand up and run around and talk about how Josh is the most maligned quarterback of like the 21st century. That's all, that's all I have an issue with. I don't think he's being picked apart more than other quarterbacks. Josh Allen, what makes him special is literally the reason I still think this team can make the playoffs. It's still the reason that I, I actually picked them to beat the Chiefs um, on the road this weekend. I think Josh Allen is a special, special talent. And so when the question of are they going to actually make the playoffs, make a deep run, like I think Josh Allen is one of the best in the NFL. So any chance, any hope that you give Buffalo, it's because of his arm. It's because of his legs. It's because he's so dynamic. Daniel, I just disagree with you on you're acting like Josh is the only one who's being persecuted, and he's not. That is it. The guy is tremendous. That Eagles game – Standout performance. We we are in agreement, my guy. The season is a standout in performance in many ways. I, I've said this, MK. Like, they make a field goal versus Philly. They don't have 12 people on the field versus Denver. They're 8-4 and four, one game back, and he would be at the forefront of the MVP conversation. Kmart, respectfully, there's been a lot of people that have unfairly criticized him this year. A lot. Now, maybe it's swung over the past week or two because of the performances, but there has been a significant upheaval in groups of people that have bashed him this year. People that I work with on a daily basis said he was the reason that they lost that game. That's for a different conversation, the Philadelphia game. MK, this was my kind of point in, in the context of this. And for Cowboys fans, don't like hit me up and be like, you, you didn't do this last year <laughs> with Dak Prescott gonna... and his interceptions. Yeah. One, Dak Prescott has never reached the levels of play that we've seen Josh Allen have, the highs. He's been more consistent at times, but not the highs. Okay, so don't, don't do that. Um, Josh is one of the two, three, four best quarterbacks in football. You, mm -hmm. Wherever we put him at, it's up to you. He's the only one in that group, MK and, and Kmart and Molly, that we say, great player, but. Ah. It's, no, it is. We don't no, do that with Patrick. Is, is, we don't no, do that with no, Joe. And here's my point, MK. I don't think it, we do that. Absolutely. I really don't. So here, this absolutely. Is, this Hold is on. Let me, let me finish my right, right, You're right. You're right. 2020. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady threw the fourth yeah. most interceptions in the NFL that year. Fourth most. Baker Mayfield threw the least when it comes to starters. 2021, the Rams 
win the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford threw the most interceptions in football that year. Uh, Joe Burrow was third most. Patrick Mahomes was the third most. Interceptions thrown. Two mm. of the best guys yeah. in the league. Carson Wentz threw like the least. Um, 2022, last year, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Patrick threw the third most interceptions in football last year. Joe Burrow threw the third most. Daniel Jones threw the least. But he's the only guy, Josh, that we always – No, no, no. This is, this is it. We always this couch is, it. This is, this is where we're going to disagree on. Because on this set, after Lamar Jackson had wide receivers dropping multiple passes, the topic of conversation was – is Lamar Jackson worth the mega contract that he got? And I said so when, absolutely. No, no, no. So, Nino's, right, we Nino's agree. with me. Yes, right. We agree that. But my point yeah. is when you act like Josh Allen is the only one who is unfairly criticized, that is not true, my guy. No, I didn't yeah, say only one. True. But I don't think you say he's the only one. Unfairly yeah. the most. But I don't. Him or Dak. <sighs> You yeah, Dak gets a lot. That, great point. Him and Dak. Yeah, I would, right. But, that, but so Josh isn't the most. But you're He's not the most. Like, it's just – it's – we well, all agree. Least most, yeah, but I, but I think what you said about Burrow and Herbert, or pardon me, uh, uh, about Joe Burrow and Mahomes absolutely is true. I say that as somebody who, for a reason, if you could hear her crying, sat home and watched sports television for two months. Dan is right. Josh Allen went through the ringer on our network, uh, and I disagreed with a lot of the takes at the time. I think he's been playing outstanding football this year. Yeah. Mina, we hear the little cutie. Way to multitask. Represent all Sorry. women out there. Uh, all right. More first take after this quick break. Stay here. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. All right, we got a pair of legendary coaches going head-to-head tonight. Bill Belichick and his Patriots take on Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. You know it's not good when we headline it by the head coaches and <laughs> the players. Uh, Dan, who you got? Uh, before we do that, I think there's a, probably something that needs to be addressed more. You kind of portray yourself as somebody on television that this person, like, can, what do you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to speak for yourself of what happened the other night. So this is at Madison Square Garden. Ooh, Molly wow, went to UConn. Look at all these. I also went to UConn. Did you play quarterback at UConn? I did, and I don't see That's one, funny. I don't, I don't anybody see in that picture Dan. that looks like me That's or sweet. other UConn alum texting you, Miles, and you're like, K. That you is wrote, such a lie. You wrote two pages uh, yes, back listen. to me. No, I did it. I'm pulling up the conversation right when now. That's man, where we are. When a woman texts you, why didn't you come down? You, that's where no, we are. No, that's a lie. You said you were coming down and to the court. And you wrote, K. Ooh, no I'm not trying to see no, you, bro. I'm you didn't ask you. for help. You, meanwhile, you're on the sidelines selfieing with, with uh, Nagandi and Jay Will and Coach Greenberg. No Dan invite. It's better you know now where you stand. Oh, Dan, I love your Dan, wife. I, I literally love said to you like 800 times. And then when push came and then shove, I didn't know you needed help. You, you needed were literally the most picture. famous quarterback at UConn ever. <laughs> That's not saying anything, You Mom. played in the NFL for like 14 years. They, the fact that they couldn't and get And I you, couldn't even get courtside with you. If you were man enough to say, hey, I need That's help. second time. I need help. I want to help you. A closed Ooh, mouth does not get fed, America. Boy. That's the second time this year. Man up, Dan. Man up.